the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. Is this the first Monday I've worked in a few weeks? <laughs> let's just say my peeps that I have enjoyed having some three-day weekends but you know what it's time to get serious y'all it is 2024 okay it is election season and actually you know the democrats understand that it's election season every day 365 days a year 24 7 right uh republicans never seem to understand <laughs> how to win an election um, but nevertheless, it is on, and we've got some breaking news for you guys tonight in regards to um, the budgets, where we're at with the border, uh, things happening in the Iowa caucuses, uh, some lots of critical stuff to share with you guys tonight. So I'm glad that you guys are here with me. Hopefully, you got some comfy shoes on. You're ready to hit the ground running, my peeps. Love you all. Thank you for being with us tonight. If you miss any part of the show, you don't want to miss any of it. But if you happen to, go and download the podcast wherever you get your pods. And I'm told that we're up to date on the podcast. So you won't miss anything if you go there. Uh, email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. Have y'all been hoodwinked? Do you feel like you've been hoodwinked? Because I felt like I might have been, and I'm going to get into that in a moment. But before I do, let me bring in this man. Let me tell you, if you try this side dish and make it a must-have on your table every night, you're not, I, I'm not, you won't feel hoodwinked. You'll be glad you munched down on this morsel. I am talking about DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon. Like a dungeon dragon. High heat. Sesame Broccolini. I can indeed confirm that we're up to date on the pods. So please, everybody, go out and check those out. I'm happy to be here. There's a lot to get into, so uh, let's get started. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are we going to, and, and let me tell y'all, I'm just going to give you a warning up front. I am going to talk about the Golden Globes, but not out of any love that I have for the Hollywood peeps. In fact, we I got to tell y'all some stuff that went on because <laughs> you're actually going to enjoy uh, some some news that came out of the Golden Globes. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you that. Uh, what you're not gonna love though, right off the bat, is um, what Speaker Johnson has allegedly cooked up with the Democrats. Now we know why. On the heels of all the battles that involved after Matt Gates and the Brave Eight decided to pull the trigger and hold Kevin McCarthy accountable for his lies, his false promises, and his failures to deliver on what he promised, not just the, the conservative and MAGA voters, but the Freedom Caucus and, and, and to the, the conference. 
after he was removed, we had all kinds of battles. The conference did everything they could to try to stop Jim Jordan from becoming speaker. And instead, it was it was unanimous, y'all. It was unanimous that homeboy fellow LSU grad Mike Johnson take over the gavel as speaker. Well, let me tell you what we got. Let me tell you. I feel like I've got a plate full of muddy, the worst, skanked out, old, muddy catfish off the bottom of a pond in backwater Louisiana. Or some uh, or some crawfish that they dredged up in August and shoved down my throat, which means it's setting off my gag reflex and I can't get it down. That's how disgusted I am with what Speaker Johnson has done. He has signed on to and negotiated a deal with Upchuck. Speaking of vomiting, he's did a deal with vomitorious Chuck Schumer. Okay. And cooked up a $1.7 trillion plan that spends more money than what we were spending before and funds everything that the Biden regime is trying to shove on us, including the weaponization of the deep state. It is an absolutely, it is an abomination. I got to hand it over to uh, DJ Sesame and get your thoughts while I cool down here. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously this is disappointing. This is a huge letdown for for conservatives and for a lot of people in the America First caucus, Matt Getz, um, you know, Andy Biggs, other conservatives. We were hoping that this this Mike Johnson fellow would not turn out to be uh, Kevin McCarthy 2.0. Sadly, it seems like that's exactly what's going on because he's telling us to just accept this decision as a as a win, as a victory for conservatives, um, as if any sort Ow. of government shutdown at all in any capacity is some sort of threat to national security, which it's not. Um, the truth is this government is so bloated and so wasteful. It's hard to say how, how much we could cut, but I, we could cut a lot and no conservative spending. The only conservative move here is to cut, 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 and the government should be shut down. That is a natural consequence for the situation that lawmakers in Washington have been creating for years. They made their bed. It's time to lie in it. I would like to see a government shut down personally, but aside from that, I'm very disappointed in Mike Johnson. I, I want to like him. I want to support him. I want to stand by him. But right now he just looks like a Kevin McCarthy 2.0. And that's not what I well, want. That's all. Well, no, that's not what that, and, and, and that's not what the voters want. We are so sick and tired of these so-called conservatives spitting in our face. He says today he got uh, Chip Roy sent a letter out saying, look, we, you know, to uh, to the rest of the House in the conference. And, you know, he's the head of policy for the Freedom Caucus. And he sent a letter around and said, we need to tell we need to send a message. We're not going to fund the government. We are not going to fund the government unless this border gets secured. Senator Mike Lee joined in posting on X. I am not going to vote to fund the government. Until the border is secured. And oh, by the way, Speaker Johnson, constitutional attorney out of LSU law, the U.S. Constitution and our founders specifically gave you the power, gave the House the power of the person, the majority for a reason. You were given leverage. Our system was based on the concept of checks and balances. You were have the power to hold the government accountable. And if the Republican Party, if this isn't a hill they're willing to die on, that the Biden regime is literally orchestrating a takeover 
of our country, a conquest, a foreign conquest of military-aged men by the millions coming here from over 150 million, 150 countries. If this is not the hill the Republicans are going to die on, then they will. Then, then we're done. This says everything. This is a, this is an issue that every American cares about, including Hispanics that are in this country. This is truly the most bipartisan issue that Americans have. Going back to 2014, it was Democrats and independents that joined with Republicans to give the House and the Senate to the Republicans because of the border. And the Republican Party lied and said that they couldn't do anything because Obama was in the White House. And then we got Trump and they still didn't do anything to stop the border invasion at the time. And they and and, and at that time at least we had a president who was willing to use his executive orders and, and negotiate with Mexico to stem the flood and by hook or by crook to try to get some border wall built. But they have sat back and intentionally encouraged and enabled an invasion of our country. Can there be any greater issue? We have no nation anymore. There's no excuse for this. Oh, the Republicans always get blamed when there's a shutdown. Well, why would, really? Did did a shutdown back in the 90s, was that not one of the reasons why we ended up getting control of the House for the first time in 40 years with Newt Gingrich as Speaker? And if the narrative gets used against Republicans, it's only because Republicans allow it. We've had, what, 21 shutdowns nobody even ever remembers them that's how little damage they do to this country and so to use that as an excuse to not use the power that was afforded to you through votes and through the constitution to stop this invasion is absolutely inexcusable inexcusable there are uh, i believe uh, 11 republicans now that are saying that they're not going to um uh, 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 no, not 11. There's Biggs. There's only a handful. Biggs, Gates, and a few others are saying they're not going to vote. Well, you know what? We've got, we've got the uniparty system in this country right now that's given a big, fat middle finger to Americans. It's absolutely outrageous. At this point, why would I ever vote Republican again? What's the point, Sesame? I mean, the most cynical take, I suppose, and I don't even know if this argument holds up, would be that it's the lesser of two evils. And again, that's a very cynical take, and I don't know if that's necessarily a reason to vote at all. And I don't know if that's helping or harming the cause, because one thing that is clear is that this country is headed for some sort of large-scale catastrophe. I think it'll be border-related, but also economic. It could be a terror attack. Who knows? I mean, at this point, because we don't even know who's in the country. To your point no. about the border, we do, we literally have millions of people and we don't know what their intentions are, what they're capable of, why they're here, who they're working with, maybe who they're informing or whatever. So we have no that's the that's the most gaping threat I've ever seen. And the fact that we're not even still talking about deportation boils my blood. It's become a dirty word, but that's what we need right now. Close the border, start vetting people, start deporting people. It's it's how many more people need to be killed by folks that should not have even been in this country in the first place. It happens all the time. It's it's really sad. But I, I, I guess thirty four trillion dollars. Yeah, we're look, we're, we're thirty four trillion dollars in debt. I guess I don't have a good reason to vote for Republicans. Uh, I, I really no, don't. There isn't any. Unless only in specific instances where you have a real 
hardworking America first types, then sure. But at this point, you can't trust anyone just because they say they're a Republican. In fact, you can't even assume that they're actually a Republican just because they say they are. I don't think Nikki Haley is a Republican. I really no, do not. not. And there are plenty of other people in the GOP who think just like her, who act like just, just like her. Mitt Romney is one of them. There are plenty of technical Republicans who I wouldn't even consider Republican at all. Um, no, they're not. They're not. They're, they're, they're absolutely not. Uh, and I, one of the things that I started saying back when we had that clown, Ron Nearing. Oh, I hope you're listening to me, Ron Nearing. <laughs> that clown, Ron Nearing, he used to run the county, San Diego County Republican Party and then the California Republican Party. Uh, I, I can't tell you how many times he would come on my show and say crap like, oh, we don't have a problem. And the, uh, there's no bias in the media, he said in 2012. And um, when I was complaining about the debates at that time. Um, when he would say, well, you know, I would bring up certain issues and he'd be like, well, it's not an election year. We don't have to worry about that right now. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we have, we can sit here and do, and there's some conservative shows that get a lot of clicks and they get a lot of love from people because they tell the Republican party and voters what they want to hear. And that is, um, feed them the red meat, bash the Democrats and pump up the Republican party and I can't do that. I can't do that because I don't advocate for party or Paul. I advocate for ideas. I advocate for this country. And we are being completely sold out. And I'd rather be sold out by the Democrat Party than by people taking my money and my time and pretending that they're on my side when they're not. I said years ago we would have been better off if Al Gore had won than George W. Bush. And I stand by that today. And at that point, and to, at least after 2012 was a time in which we needed to say, none of us are going to vote Republican again. We're going to take a break. We come back. I want to hear from you guys about this. AndreaKshow.com, AndreaKshow.com. We're being sold out by our own people. My back is hurting from the knife that's being twisted in it. How do you feel about it? Let me know. And we're going to be right back and continue to talk about it. Speaking of a knife twister, <laughs> let's talk Mike Pence, shall we? Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. All right, Whew. cleansing breath, <laughs> cleansing breath before the break at the open of the show. I was talking about uh, uh, Speaker Mike Johnson uh, selling us out and cooking up a one point seven trillion dollar deal. Uh, with the Democrats. I want to hear from you guys and how you feel about it in terms of uh, strategizing from here on out and what we do. Is it too late to save our country? I mean, if when you have millions of people coming in and you're $34 trillion in debt and you have millions of illegals coming in here to live off us as parasites who don't speak the language, don't have the education, and we're going to have to foot the bill. And oh, by the way, by the way, I don't know if you've even heard yourself, Sesame Broccolini, but the plan in California now, not only have they declared that they're going to put illegal aliens on the Medi-Cal rolls, which is the state version of Medicaid, uh, now California has announced transgender surgeries for illegal aliens paid for by taxpayers. Did you hear that one, Sesame? Uh, I did not, but uh, in typical California fashion, <laughs> we had to go out of our way to make sure we fund the transing. 
yes. But oh, by the way, uh, there will be people that will hear that story and they will go, oh, that crazy California. What's the saying? So goes California. There's nothing happening here that is not going to show up on your doorstep. Remember when everybody thought that the open border situation was only affecting California back in the 90s? Is it not showing up on every in every state and every state's doorstep at this point now? You bet it is. So will that right now they're sitting back there in DC, these Democrats are going, oh, what a good idea. What a great idea. I guarantee you that's going to be coming there. You know what else? Here in California, they've decided that they're going to take all these people that broke the law to come here, committed breaking and entering, and disrespected our laws and our nation to come here. They want to give them badges and guns and start allowing them to patrol the streets of California as police officers. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell me this isn't about a replacement of Americans. In fact, there's a Democrat congresswoman tonight who's saying, look, I need more. I need more people in my district uh, to help me out with the, with the redistricting. They're not even hiding it anymore about what the, what the plan is. Any comments on those stories, Sesame? Just, uh, I guess, reiterate your point. You know, it starts in in California, but it doesn't stop here. You know, this is something that I'm sure will be retried and recreated if it goes well in California, meaning for them uh, and badly for the rest of us law abiding, you know, taxpayers who really just want safe roads and good schools and 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 the country close the border. All of these problems, all of these headaches go away really, really easily. It's not rocket science. Having said that, though, yeah, it's just incredibly frustrating. And I want people to realize that this is the first domino to fall, but It's not going to be the last one. So we have to stop it here. People think, oh, if we just leave the state, it'll be an isolated issue, whatever. No, that's not what happens. And that's never the case with any issue. It starts here. That's not where it stops, though. Democrats have an insatiable appetite to control everything within their their hands, anything they can get their hands on, including every state in this country. Democrats want a one-party state. They have for a long time. And that's, that's, the, that's what's fueling the... The hatred for conservatives and, of course, the illegal immigration invasion. Um, And it's just Mm -hmm. sad that Republicans are helping them with that goal because their goal has been clear for a long time. Ibram X. Kendi, doesn't matter who you listen to. Go to all these Democrat thinkers. They want the destruction of America. They say it's evil. They say it's horrible. They say it's irredeemably racist and it must be dismantled, destroyed, whatever. And then you take all the money away from the rich people and you redistribute it to all the commies. Whatever. Okay. Why are Republicans, though, always helping Democrats get exactly what they want? Because every single day that you don't close the border, you're helping Democrats with the destruction and the controlled demolition of this country. And that's what we're seeing in California. It's sad to watch the controlled demolition of a very beautiful state full of lots of people who I'm sure are just so sick of this nonsense. Truly, even oh, people I know that yeah. are not at all political are paying attention and they're proverbially speaking, waking up. I can't. It took well, San this Francisco long, but, is. Mm hmm. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, just well, you look mean, at Oakland, SF, LA, look up and down the California coast. Places that used to be beautiful, safe, clean, and affordable are now expensive, dirty, rife with homelessness, and tons of illegal immigrants who are looking for yeah. handouts and not looking to assimilate into American culture no. and follow the laws. And we should all figure that from step one. You're breaking into this country illegally. That is a crime. We are not entitled to welcome people who illegally enter this country no matter what nikki haley says or what the left says we have no there's no moral superiority when it comes to just accommodating crime like that 
This is our country. Yeah. We control yeah. who comes in. Simple as that. It's not a debate in Japan. It's not a debate in, in Canada. It's not a debate in places like Mexico anymore. Oh, we, no. as, a, as a nation, ours, as a sovereign country, we reserve the right to determine who enters our borders and who does not. Plain and right. simple. And then, and then, like, I have a friend of mine that moved to, to Mexico, to Lacapaki, over 10 years now. And she's got to come back every every once in a while to renew her visa. They, they ain't letting her become a, a citizen down there. On top of it, uh, good luck trying to – you buy a house down there. You don't own the land necessarily. So, I mean, you know, uh, it, it's, it's, it's astounding to me how the Democrats are so stupid here that they will justify uh, crap that, that no other country around the world uh, will allow to happen, right? Um, uh, you know, they, somebody asked me today, do you think nationalism is bad? Uh, and I'm like, no. You know, someday I look forward to going to Belgium and eating Belgian waffles, right? Or Belgian fries. You know, someday I hope to go to Denmark and, you know, you know, buy me a pair of wooden shoes. You know, when I go to Mexico, I don't go there to eat Italian. OK, I go there to enjoy the Mexican food. A nation has should be it, it, it's it's an, a, a place that has a specific culture right? It's defined by its borders, its language, its people. And there's nothing wrong with celebrating that and wanting to, to, to perpetuate it. Why would we ever allow anybody to try to make us feel guilty for wanting to preserve the United States of America? And I want to play this clip. And, and the Republican Party is so stupid. I don't want to ever hear from another Republican say to me, oh, well, you know, they're uh, the, the, uh, Mexicans coming here, they're just a natural voting block for the Republicans because they're Catholic. Well, if that was the case, that somebody's so-called religion automatically meant that they were going to, because they were, quote, a concert, uh, um, uh, religious, that they would automatically vote Republican, then why do Jews primarily vote Democrat? That's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I want to play this clip from from AOC because they are not even hiding anymore what the play is here. And she got applause for this. Sesame, if you could play this clip. From all parts of the political spectrum, one of the biggest issues that we have when it comes to immigration is the fact that we have an undocumented population. Mm -hmm. Now, you can fix that by trying to build a wall or you can fix that by trying to document people and create a path to citizenship. Mm -hmm. You got applause for that. Yeah, you can cut it there. You can cut it there. You know how you can fix that? It's called deportation. The fact that somebody snuck in here and is living here, they're not undocumented. They're illegal. Undocumented is when you go like a friend of mine, you go on vacation and you lose your passport. That's undocumented. They're not undocumented. They're illegal. And they need to be located and put on a freaking bus or a plane and gotten the hell out of here. And I don't care if they were brought here when they were five. If somebody goes, somebody told me the best, I mean, this dreamer crap is something else that bothers me. If a movie theater comes in and sees that you've been sitting there for an hour watching a movie you didn't pay to get into, they still kick you out. They don't go, oh, well, you already came in here. No, get out. Your thoughts, Sesame? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're sorry. I'm, just, no, you're, I'm, you're, no, well, I'm, I'm hot. 
I know, but but you're spot on, and I'm trying to decide if it's malice, and she knows that granting amnesty just means the death of America, because you, you can't have a country without borders, and as soon as you set that precedent, you just come here, you automatically get amnesty, then we're not going to have a country. I mean, we're going to watch mass mobilization from Latin America, maybe even from parts of Asia. At this point, we're getting people from basically every other country on the planet, and many of them, criminal records, long rap sheets, Countries are literally sending their worst, at least in some cases, and what's being reported if you actually talk to people who are on the ground. And to pretend like you can just wave a wand and give people some abstract path to citizenship, what does that really mean? What is a path to citizenship? Does that mean they become citizens in five years, ten years? All of this logic you hear from the left about actually controlling the problem, it's all, it only exists in the ether. It's in the abstract. There's no real teeth. This isn't a concrete policy recommendation that she's making. So it well, may be like it's did. a cool little phrase for her, I guess. Like I get I get it, amnesty, but it's like when do they become well, citizens? Does everyone past. become well, a citizen? Are they allowed to work now? Like there's no it's just it's Well, in the past, they they put out the the plan for the path to citizenship that included George W. Bush and his phony c- compassionate conservatism, which was just liberalism. <laughs> George W. Bush was never a Republican either; he was a Democrat. Well, that makes it sound as if um, preserving this but, country but, is somehow right. not compassionate. It's like who are you being compassionate exactly. to? The American people that you're obligated to care about, or people from El Salvador? Past- Right. Well, the well, the the pathway to citizenship included work visas and included for ten years, uh, you would have to pay X amount. And this and this and this and ba- it, it, it's 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 basically. So in other words, a, a logistical a, nightmare. They can't even keep track of who's in the country now. And we're supposed to believe that they're even capable of implementing well, some system is, like that. Like, uh, well, what it is is it's basically paying in order to become a citizen. And it, and and do I think that they would have a logistical way to do it? Yeah, but that doesn't make it okay. I'd be curious to We're see gonna... a poll of the American people about that. Amnesty or Ooh. deportation? What do you think? I bet most That's Americans would say deportation at this point. I'd like to see yes. that because because if, if all this is about democracy and the will of the people, let's put it, put it to a vote to the American people. And I think that's kind of one of the issues in 2024 with less than one year away until the election and the border is going to be one of the biggest issues. I'm sure for voters at the ballot box. It's yeah. I know somebody that was given notice and kicked off the Medi-Cal rolls. You got two weeks to find, to find health insurance, but they're going to give it to illegal aliens here in the state of California. We're going to take a break. We come back. It's Mondays. That means Mondays with Maloney. He'll be here next. So stay with us. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Cruising along here tonight. I think I might have calmed down. I probably need to wait until tomorrow to check my blood pressure. <laughs> of course, uh, that's because we were talking about the border and we were talking about. Uh, the the fact that uh, Mike Johnson has said that they're not going to shut down the government over the border. And then he proceeded to negotiate a $1.7 trillion deal with uh, Upchuck Schumer, uh, because that's just who the Republican Party is today. Joining me now to discuss that and more is our good friend Brian Maloney of Red Wave America, because it's Mondays, and that means Mondays with Maloney. Hello, my dear. Hey, hey there. 
Well, before we get into Mike Pence, because I want to talk to you about Mike Pence on the heels of the anniversary of Jan 6, uh, anything that you want to say, anything you want to get off your chest, my dude, uh, in regards to, to Speaker Mike, Mike Johnson and this whole, you know, border and uh, deal that he did? Oh, I thought you were going to give me a general ability to rant about anything. <laughs> well, you can do that as well. I mean, you know, I was just going to go all over the place, like unload on you, but no, no, no. Um, but yeah, maybe I will get a chance to do that for a moment. That would be great. <clears throat> well, so the thing with Mike Johnson at this point is that's extremely disappointing, obviously. But to those who are saying that he's just another Kevin McCarthy, I think the difference here is that Kevin McCarthy poisoned the well on his way out the door and not only resigned, but we've had another GOP House member resign since. And there's no margin of error anymore. So there's he really Johnson can't do anything. I mean, he has a bare majority. He has absolutely no power. And Kevin McCarthy on his way out the door saw to that. And they expelled George Santos, which was and the reason they expelled George Santos. The only reason they did was also to poison the well and keep Johnson from having any power, not because of any outrage over George Santos. So this has been a coordinated scheme to deny him the effective speakership with any ability to do anything by cutting the majority to almost zero so one or two defections and he can't do anything so that's how we got here i'm not joining the pack screaming about johnson he has no majority well you know it doesn't he have if he's got one person in the majority do they not have does he could he not be standing up there with the republican party and saying joe biden we are we are going to we are united and we as a republican party and we are not going to fund any more of your crap unless we get this border secured. Well, I mean, he, yeah, no, he, he could do that. And I think that speaks to your point being correct that he's not. So, I mean, the bottom line is you don't know how two or three rhinos, what they're holding against him or what they've got him you know, held hostage over. Uh, and that's all it takes. So I'm just saying that, you know, if you made you or me speaker tomorrow, uh, we could make that pronouncement, sure, but we wouldn't have any more breathing room or negotiating ability than he does simply because, you know, if you're if your majority has been whittled down to almost zero um, and that was done by design, I've never seen a party actually have its own members resign or expel them to make sure that it doesn't retain any power. I've never seen a party do that anywhere in the world. Then let me let me let me say this then. Then if I was Johnson, then I'd be going to the microphones and be saying, "Let me explain to you why I'm having to shove a crap sandwich down your throat." Because well, even though, be, yeah, because my majority has been whittled down, thanks to Kevin McCarthy, thanks to little Mister, you know, bow tie wearing gavel thrower. I don't remember his name. Um, the 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 rhinos, the one from Virginia, yeah. Yeah, little freaking frack McCarthy and his little his little uh, you know boy toy who yeah. had the hissy fit um them them resigning then this guy Johnson resigning and them deciding to kick out somebody who uh, who hasn't even been convicted of anything I right. don't have and, and, and I'm down to only having two people in a majority and then on top of it 
I've got X, Y, and Z and name them in front of the American people are sticking back into the Americans and particularly their own voters and are refusing to do what's right for the American people. That's the reality. This is where well, I'm that's what, Yeah, no, he absolutely could and should be doing that. Now, I yes. think that speaks to Mike Johnson not being much of a public communicator. I think he's a quiet I think he's a genuinely conservative man. If you look at his voting record, his track record, it's but he's solid. not a fighter. We're, we're he's not, not a well, fighter. he's not he's not a fighter. Um, I think what I was hoping for was a shrewd behind the scenes negotiator. We don't have that right now. However, uh, I would still want to make sure that we could increase his majority. I mean, you know, people would say, yeah, but they don't do the same thing. I don't know whether that'll be the case or not, but I'm certainly not going to tolerate a speaker, Hakeem Jeffries. I'd rather have this than that. So it's not much of a, uh, you know, not much better. But, I mean, Jeffries would be so dangerous and so scary that, uh, you know, we would. So, again, I mean, I, we're I, just continuing to function. This and, and my open was less about Mike Johnson spe- specifically and more about the Republican Party in general. That yeah, we, they're not. We, yeah. we have a uniparty. We have a uniparty. This well, is we where do. We're we at. do. And, yeah, and Republicans, aren't, they don't even want to be an opposition party. So that's the problem. Yeah. You know, that's like when we say uniparty, it's not some kind of, you know, cliche or overused expression. It's the reality. It's the truth. And we absolutely have the bulk of, of Republicans in Congress want to align with Democrats. They don't want to be seen as obstructing anything or doing anything differently uh, or putting up any kind of fight because it's embarrassing to them. They want to be accepted socially and politically. They want the dollars to flow their way from K Street. They don't want to do anything that will upset that apple cart. Uh, they want to do their inside stock trading and get rich and then leave. And that's what the plan is. And, you know, that's why the country's broken. Totally. In fact, I want to play this clip. Here's a perfect example of a uniparty establishment hack literally throwing Americans under the bus to maintain uh, a, a centralized system of power in D.C. And it's Trump's former vice president, Mike Pence. Sesame, if you can play this clip. You know, I've seen the director of the FBI repeatedly assure the American people that uh, the FBI were not the instigators uh, of the riot that occurred on, on January 6th. And uh, frankly, I'm very grateful uh, for the efforts uh, of the FBI to bring uh, nearly a thousand people to justice who ransacked our Capitol and did violence uh, against police officers uh, that day. But uh, you're right. We've, we've been assured again and again that it was not the case. Uh, and I, I'm, I just must tell you, having been there that day, I, I mean, to see people literally breaking windows, ransacking the Capitol, um, it, it just infuriated me. I, I remember thinking, you know, not this, not here, not at uh, the United States Capitol. And I believe everyone that conducted that, uh, that riot at the Capitol needs to be held to the fullest extent of the law. I'm pleased that many have. Uh, but uh, I can't hear him I, anymore. I can't been... hear him anymore. He needs to be slapped across his face. Well, and, I and mean that's that why, genuinely. yeah, that's why he had, his, you know, was polling three percent in, in the Republican, you know, primary contest. So that's that's what happened. But now we know, well, there's two things here. Uh, one is that he was always on their side and not ours. And he kept that quiet during the Trump presidency until the end. But the second aspect of this is this is a guy, because you got to look at, well, what's Mike Pence planning to do next? 
Well, this is a guy who wants to almost certainly either take a, a lobbyist position. You know, he'd be at the very top of any of these lobbying firms in K Street, huge paycheck coming uh, or and or. Uh, to become, you know, uh, whatever contributor to MSNBC, which is where he would go, not Fox, certainly. Uh, and even the, even the watered down Fox that we have right now, that's too that's too left even for them. So I mean, this is a guy who's just simply looking at his career options going forward and where he can make the most money. But I also think this is a heartfelt position. I think he was always our enemy and uh, pretended otherwise for a long, actually for a long time, because I remember when he was a congressman from Indiana, before he was the governor of Indiana, we, when I was working for a, I was working for a think tank in Washington, we used to have conference calls with that guy before he was famous. Uh, I thought he was semi-conservative back then. I don't know what happened. Uh, somewhere along the way, he got converted entirely to a left-wing position, uh, that's firmly where but, he is but now. This is but, worse, he, yeah. but this is worse. Excuse me for interrupting, but this is worse than that. This is just a flat-out lie. Well, it is. We've seen we've seen the footage. They, they are they they are literally throwing people in jail. Matthew Perna was one of the people that was basically on a guided tour and was looking at nine years. That's who yeah. Mike Pence thinks. You know, he, Matthew Perna did not ransack anything. That's a that's a lie. Well, we've seen actually, people go to jail. Let me let, hang yeah. on. Let me let me finish. And uh, let me before I forget, he actually participated with the uh, the Jan Six prosecutors in lying about his location that day so that they could increase the charges against trespassers. This man well, is evil. You're yeah. Right. Well, no, then that that's exactly right. So, I mean, I think you know that's. That's the position that we're in right now is that we have these people that are continuing to sing the song that the feds want song. Uh, and if you're Mike Pence, what you're looking at is, hey, I want to get the paid speeches, you know, that J.P. Morgan Chase will pay me $100,000 for or whatever. I mean, they want to be he wants to be on the lecture circuit. Right. And this is what what gets the checks written. I mean, saying that what happened on what has happened to the J six detainees has been an atrocity and the total destruction of our country as we know it does not get hundred thousand dollar checks written from Wall Street firms. So that's that's the difference here. And he is playing the game that he has to play to make them. I mean, he's a person with I think Mike Pence is no soul, uh, no conscience whatsoever, nothing, just just absolutely a creature of the beltway, you know, who does things based on what he thinks works for him. And could, he's another Paul Ryan, a Mitt Romney, any of these guys, we have so many of them. Uh, but I think what Pence did though, the betrayal, the level of betrayal from Mike Pence, because he's somebody who could have stood up for principle and done something about all of this. And he refused, uh, you know, but I mean, his punishment, I mean, look, politically, uh, you know, he's, he has no political future running for anything. So those checks are all he can really hope for. Maybe invitations to, you know, soirees or something in Washington, if that's what he really wants. I don't know what, what those are worth, really. But if that's what he wants, he's got that. Yeah, uh, I think he's angling. I think that they um, somehow think that they're going to be get, able to get Nikki Haley over the finish line. They and do. He's, and he's angling for uh, a cabinet position but but I, I don't have to let you go after this i'm sure that you've seen that she had 
she had an event today in Iowa, not one person. <laughs> yeah, she started canceling events out of embarrassment. Yeah. So, But I know that the rhinos are absolutely continuing to push Haley because yes. I'm still secretly hiding on one of their mailing lists and I saw one of their conversations today and they absolutely think they can get All right, well then hold on. Can you hold on? Can you hold on for one more segment? All right. Yeah. Uh, Brian Maloney, Red Wave America is going to hold over because I got to get the scoop on Nikki Haley. You're going to want to hear this. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. I held Brian Maloney of Red Wave America over because he's been getting some intel regarding the Nikki Haley campaign. Uh, We're both of the uh, same mindset that the Republicans, I think the Uniparty, including the Democrats, think that they're going to be able to get her over on us in the general. What's your scoop here, brother? Yeah. So, look, you know, I I am still connected to certain people and whatever, but I've been lurking on a secret list of people who are a bunch of rhinos and they haven't, you know, figured out that I'm on the list and I'm still I see their messages and uh, what they're plotting. I don't ever want them to know I'm (laughs) seeing their stuff or they'll kick me off in a hurry. But just today, it was fascinating to me that you brought up this Nikki Haley stuff, because just this afternoon, They were talking about how Nikki Haley is their singular hope for toppling Trump for good. And it is still. And by the way, that means, as you know, that they have finally given up on DeSantis entirely. DeSantis might as well get out of the race at this point, because I think those horses are now, you know, the rhino horses are now back in Haley. But, you know, she's not going to do anything. And I think that's what they love. I mean, she's not going to be, you know, if she were to be president. And remember that the plan here is, as you know, well, Trump will end up in prison and then we'll have to go to our second person. And that will be now Haley. So that's what this entire thing is about. This fantasy that Trump will end up in prison and Haley will be the nominee. That's exactly the play of what they think is going to happen here. Uh, DeSantis says he's not dropping out after Iowa. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, he'll All right. have to. <laughs> okay. He'll have to because there'll be no money. Yeah, I mean, he ain't going to drop out. Uh, 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 well, then what you going to do? I mean, you go drive around in a sad little car? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He'll be driving around in a 1998 Saturn, you know, for the rest of the campaign going from <laughs> – you know, town to town in New Hampshire or whatever, and he'll be one of those perennial guys that gets three votes or whatever, you know, yeah. that's always on the ballot. One of those clowns that, you know, puts themselves on the New Hampshire primary, and that's what he'll be. And, and it'll be like, what wasn't there years ago and the for gov- the race for governor there was like a hundred people or something here in california that ran and one of them yeah. was like busty dusty it was like so poor yeah, yeah that was in the uh the california recall when schwarzenegger was elected there was uh, i think 120 candidates that year for that and there were some weirdos like a, yeah like busty dusty i ne- i will never forget that i think it was busty dusty <laughs> well, that, that could be Ron's running mate. That could be his running mate, that person. <laughs> I mean, that's the All best right. he'll be able to secure. Well, Brian Maloney, thank you for any, helping me end the show on a laugh. I appreciate you so you much. Bet. Thanks for being here, my dear.
All right. Now you guys stick around. We got another hour coming up. We got more shenanigans to share with you guys and more laughs. Uh, and one of the things we got to talk about is Lauren Boebert. What is going on with her former MAGA, uh, you know, stalwart is now just involved in all kinds of craziness. I've got Ted Harvey, who is actually running um, in, I think, possibly the same district as her in uh, Colorado. He will be with us uh, coming up next hour. So don't you go anywhere. This is the Andrew K. Show on AM 1170, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 